Yes, 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 yes. Track Overtime on my Nom de Plume album. We can't figure out when it was. It was sometime after 2009 and before 2015. I guess we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> DJ Drez on the cuts. Always nice. Always nice. And, you know, I will say before we go back into this, um, I still make music. I still make albums. I still rap and, and stuff. And it's important to have cuts on your hip-hop projects. <laughs> and, you know, and, and pay them, even if they're your homies. Like, you know, like just, it ain't got to be mega because your partners, you might be collabing on something. Maybe they need a verse or some art later. But just drop a little Venmo something, you know, but just make sure you have scratching on your album if you're if you're a hip-hop producer or mc please it's yeah it's one of the it's one of the things that makes it that yeah yeah it's official so we hear arts empire you know we're talking about the relationship of art and business and how these people that we've been featuring on this podcast woven this into life so one of the biggest things the most challenging things that we face as artists is pricing yeah so what are some of the hardest things for you or an artist to figure out how to monetize or how to price their work? Like, how do you price it? That has been an issue <laughs> uh, just in life. And, and the other thing with me is uh, I, I've been married for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, anything I do in my business um, is a choice that I have to make for my family. I have two kids. And not only that, also to be clear, just to rewind throughout this whole thing is like my girl um, uh, has supported me right. um, in this, um, in, in all the ways that you could support someone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and that's a big deal to have someone in your corner. So that alone is just a, a special blessing, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, a, a lover or or just a good friend, like right. they're they're good to have around, like people who really care about you and support you. And I, I acknowledge those people in my life. Yeah, like it's a, it's a big deal. Um, and also, those people are the ones who get frustrated and sometimes <laughs> uh, will put you in your place yes. of like, uh, you're doper than that. Or I've, I've had those conversations you know, with your wife when we were on tour. Yep. And I'll be like, no, this is going on. She's like, no, 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 no. Have them talk to me because no, we're not doing that again. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so should I pay you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whatever it is, but it's important, right? Cause, it's important. Yeah. Like I, that's one of the big, 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 big things with me is um, uh, I, I'll stick up for myself, right. um, but I pick my battles, right? which means um, like I'm, I'm not uh, a super jump, jump to jump to fight, jump to argue. Right. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I observe that kind of thing and, and take notes. Right, right, um, right, right. And uh, so pricing, like the other thing is this, I love what I do. Right. And, you know, uh, you have to um, come up with a number that you're good with. You, right. You don't, you can do some comparison. It's very helpful. Right. Um, and at the same time, there's this, like, uh, there's, there's, talk about tools. Like, right. there's, a, there's a handful of things uh, that, that I live by um, or things that I, I try to live by right. that, that I acknowledge in life and keep going back to. And one of those things is um, acknowledging, this is a quote from somebody, I don't even know who, but right. that... Um, Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm, yeah. And um, so you could learn a lot. And um, it could be useful. It could be very inspiring. Right. Um, and uh, that's not the type of comparison I'm talking about. I'm talking about jealousy or he's getting paid more. Right, that, right, right. Whatever. <clears throat> um, so you need to pick a price that you'll be happy with. Right. One that... Uh, some uh, a, a price that you won't go under, right? And um, uh, yeah. So I mean, what what are some factors that go into determining the price you feel comfortable with and the price you won't go under? Um, 
I just, I, I, I have a minimum and that is, will be the minimum if I don't know the person. Um, if there's, right. or the style, the kind of event, I, I ask a lot of questions. Right. I right. usually, um, oftentimes, uh, it, uh, someone may contact me through social media, email, right. whatever, like there's various ways. And, um, sorry, I'm really being thrown off. Um, <laughs> can you edit this? Okay. Nope, um, not gonna edit it. Oh, you're not real raw. Oh, word. Okay, like I appreciate that. Yeah, we ain't Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, it's because I'm thinking about something else, and then I'm hearing the squeak in the in the background. Um, Live elements, man. Live and also rounds. that. Also, I'm observing what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Right, I don't right. know who's gonna listen to this. <laughs> um, I there's I I will still do events for free. Right. Like things for good cause. So what yeah, what like, predicates you know, a free show versus like max pay show? Oh, I'll say, okay. Oh, 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 I know what I was going to say. Just as far as like um the various ways people contact me. Right, right. Um I always still like I require a phone call also. Right. I want to hear the vibration of this person where mm-hmm. they're coming from and usually, you know, reading type, right. reading text. Right. Um, Helvetica doesn't always share the No, right, it right. doesn't. So I need to know where they're coming from. And not to say that that will change the price. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like I get more from that. I have more of an understanding because Again, we're talking about art. Right, and, right, uh, right, right, you, right. Art is not always something that can be read about. Um, so I have a cost that is a minimum, and that along with that is all travel and uh, hotel, lodging, whatever. Right. Um, so there might be some situations where I'm uh, sensitive and, and I have... I'm a compassionate human right. and like occasionally, you know, somebody will hit me up and I will go under my minimum, Right. but there is even a minimum, like there's a real minimum. So there, there is a, like a community minimum or a cultural minimum there, and there, then there's like the corporate minimum. Yes, there can be. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, and it's not set, like you don't have a chart. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's not a set, set of internal equation of like who they are, what it's about, yeah. where it is, how time, big it is, how time. many people. Yeah, I ask right. all, all. You got to know all those. You know, right. like uh, I set. think that's huge. Like asking lots of questions to the potential client to help you spatially understand what you're getting into, what the scale is. Yeah, not only that, but the the other thing is this that I have to acknowledge about myself is I've been doing it a long time. Right, and that. Oftentimes, like there's uh, simply for the knowledge that I give someone over the phone. Right. Like there's people who charge. There's consultants who charge yeah. for event consultant. Yeah. That, yeah. That I am helping them with mm. by having that conversation, and I'm not even charging for that. Right. Um, but I have that experience. Right. Um, so, yeah, it it does vary sometimes, but ultimately there is a minimum. And I mean, I'm not going to say what it is. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it flex, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's not crazy, and it's right. not nothing either. But you're aware so. of it, like you are aware of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think all those tools that you just spoke about is like you've found ways to gather information <clears throat> to help you understand, and then based upon what you've learned, then you 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 automatically almost have this like calculation of numbers that's going on while you're asking questions, moving it up, it's moving it down. Yeah. Um, it's moving it. So what are, what were some of the biggest mistakes that you have made in pricing over the, over your career? Uh, I mean, the biggest one is just charging too low for so many years because I love it. And, um, and not only that, but I'm not like, I know how to follow and I am inspired by, uh, many people and things and, and art in life. Right. Um, with that being said, I'm not, though I know how to follow or I'm not, I'm not a follower. Right, right. Um, well, it's a team player, it sounds so, like. Yeah. I'm I, down I, to be a part of the band. I don't need to be the lead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, it's all good. I, I'm yeah. more than comfortable and very happy to so, uh, support people. Right. Um, whether it's, you know, an MC, a, a band, or a yoga teacher. Right, right. You know, like, across the board. Um and with that being said, I am not a follower. 
Right. I I've I've stepped into a lot of places that no DJ ever has before. Right. And um, and with that, uh, there needs to be. Or I acknowledge that there has needed to be. Um, other forms of pain dues or right, re, right. Re, repain dues because it's a new situation right. or whatever. It's a new lane. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, like I've been on many stages that have never had a DJ or something right. where they're like you're plugging in or what they think of as electronic. Right, right, right. You know right, what right, I mean? Right, right, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good answer. Um so yeah, just now is you've you know you said one of the biggest mistakes would be underpricing. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever made the mistake, or is there even a possibility of overpricing? Um, there's been uh, like a couple times where they didn't have the the power. They didn't know how much. Like working with a new promoter, mm-hmm. for instance. Um, it would be a situation like this. Right. Working with a new promoter that just think, oh, it's you. Like it's, I, they're going to, people, like everyone here loves you they and they're going to the show world, up. expect the world, everybody who ever liked you is going to show up. Yeah. Right, right, right. They don't realize the work that they have to do. Right. Like just, I mean, I've, we've both experienced um, shows that the the lineup is exceptional yeah and the performances are solid right but there's 15 people that showed up and you know yep and that is what it is yeah like it's very humbling to be in a place that holds you know 500 people and you got 22 people there yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah like these things happen guys everyone out there listening and um no matter who it is yeah and then later you hear what you were in whatever right. random <laughs> Maine, and I didn't know about it. It's just like right, you know. The guy said he did his job, so but or whatever, but... Um, and that just is what it is. Yeah. So there's times where you feel bad, like oh, like I know you didn't make your money. Right. With that being said, I did my job. Right. Period. Because when I when I'm hired for something like, I'm all in. I'm showing up and right. I'm doing my shit for real. Right. If there is if there's five people in the crowd or whatever. Or 5,000, you're going to do 5, the full, full show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's, <clears throat> maybe I'll have some promoters this episode, I mean this season, because, you know, like, I occupy artist, tour manager, promoter, booking agent, mm-hmm. and I think part of my secret sauce is I understand the artist's perspective and, and how they value. And I also understand the promoters how they perspective and how they value. And my goal is to get them to be kind of more kumbaya so we can all keep doing this longer. Word. So I've had to explain to some artists, like these promoters, you want them to be around Straight for up. a long time. So if they're, if they're good to you, work with them so that you can, you know, one show for 10 racks where he loses his ass and he's not in business anymore is not as good as 15 shows over five years at three grand. Exactly. So to speak. Straight up. Um, and so, <laughs> so and, and, and with that being said, you really need to weigh it out and understand. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'll ask people, and I, I ask from my own knowledge of right. life because right. that is how I learn by asking questions. Right. Um, but I'll ask people, oh, what do you do? Like, how do you, you know, how do you make a living? This, that, you know? Right. Because my being, my compassion for humanity and someone who wants to keep this moving yeah. and wants to see somebody succeed, those are factors. Yep. Oftentimes, it's like the other thing is what it took for me to get here. Mm -hmm. And what I mean is not only all the pre-business stuff that we had to talk about and do, but um, making sure that my equipment is all up to date and right. in full working order, making sure that I have childcare, right, right, flights, things yes. like there's real life adult stuff, go. yeah. And um, a lot of times I can't give them a deal. Like I am showing up in full for you. You need to show up in full for me by promoting this, right, and getting people there. Do your part. I'm doing my yeah. A, a lot of people because of social media, um, a lot of promoters. Um, because of social media, they 
I mean, they'll have it in contracts, and I right. understand that to post this many times, yep. this many stories, this many yeah. posts, whatever. Yeah. Like that's all fine and well. We'll do that, but it's really your job, right? Like to right. I'm here to assist. Like I'm not here to lead the promoting playing, charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm playing my role. You have to play yours. Right. That needs to be acknowledged. Right. And that's why oftentimes the price does stay the price. It's because yeah. I'm showing up. I'm there, and it took me a while to get there. Also, right. Because I I really do care, and yeah. like I see the lives that people live, um, because I'm living it. Like I yeah. know I know about struggle. I know about um, all the life stuff. Yeah. And, uh, all, all the yeah, yeah. And, and I think like you know people have to like people in the sense that people we do business with have to earn the camaraderie and respect to then work like maybe we'll give them a deal here and there like if we've done business for years that's a whole other story yeah that's, but yeah. you know but those are earn the same way it's earned on our end like we've done a good job long enough to where that promoter wants to keep working with us. Exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a relationship thing. I try, to, I try to help remind people that it's a symbiotic thing. <laughs> like mm-hmm. for the culture to work, we need artists, we need tour managers, merch guys, DJs, promoters, all of this stuff. Yeah. So if any one of them is feeling like they're being taken for granted yeah. for too long, one goes away, it's a different, whole different energy. Um, versus it being like a football game where like the promoters, the defense, and the artists, the offense, and the whole goal is to score. Yeah, yeah. Give it, give or take. Who cares about the promoter? You know. Yeah. So I, all right. I, I think, yeah. I think um, this is just a little side note. I think that um, uh, givers, I'm by nature, I'm a giver. Right. By nature, I think you're a giver. Uh, yes. You know, and the way people lose us is by burnout. Yep. And. Um, it's just like if you just keep asking, 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 and, and there's never give and, and acknowledgement. Yep. Like so, I think that that's also something just crucial. Just whether you're running your team in your high rise, uh, whatever business that is, or you're running a band, to acknowledge the people that, especially the givers, yep. the one who are who find pleasure in giving and who bring value to your business, yep. to really acknowledge that um, because. A lot of people you're working with are just there for the dollar. Yep. And um, anyway, that's it's just, a big deal. Just, yeah. but, you know, it's a good transition to uh, my wife's reading a book about burnout. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it talks about one of the biggest things that creates burnout in your workforce is lack of gratitude, yep. lack of acknowledgement, lack of appreciation. Sometimes acknowledging they're doing a good job and you really appreciate their work will get you through a time when maybe you can't make payroll. Straight up. Or you got burned. You got burned on the show. And you can't pay everybody what you thought. But yeah. if you're like, it goes such a long way and it's so overlooked because we've all experienced it. So so you're talking about you know being a giver and just our styles and this, this leads into it. So both of us started our entrepreneurship, art to empire stuff and Lane being of service to specific other people that were, we were part of their team for long periods of time. And we're a lot alike in the sense that if I get burned... I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to scream. I'm just going to withdraw energy and go somewhere else. And then now they don't have access to me the way they used to. Um, and I used to get guff in my early days because some of the artists that I manage would tell me I'm not hard enough. I don't yell enough. They, the other people don't respect me because I'm not in their face. And I would say that's just, I'm not that manager. If they burn me, great. I'll just never mess with them again. Straight that's up. how I do it. Straight up. So, you know, that reality that it's time to make that transition and you've made that transition you know from where you were primarily around hip-hop and reggae scenes being the dj for artists and bands and doing gigs that were associated with that to this other realm of of yoga and meditation and stuff and you know from many different angles only social media tells us what it tells us. It doesn't tell us how or why or when. So yeah. a lot of people have all types of crazy assumptions of like, who's Drez now? What is really going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to give you a platform both now. Let's go into it. Like, why did you make that transition on personally and business-wise? 
Yeah, well, <clears throat> personally, like, the, the practice of yoga uh, was meant just to balance life for me. <clears throat> so, and what I'm, I'm talking about, literally all the aspects, ment- mentally, spiritually. Right. Like, you know, and everything in between and beyond. And, um, and the thing is this, is I already had a deep love for Indian music, for instance. And that happened because of hip-hop. For me, hip-hop is... Uh, and it's not just for me. Like, if you really look at hip-hop, hip-hop is so much deeper than uh, turn two turntables and a microphone. Right. And what I mean is... Uh, if you look at the way hip-hop, especially made in the golden era of hip-hop, and what hip-hop really is, um, because people talk about certain styles being old school, right. and it's not that they're old school, it's just that's what hip-hop is. Right. Um, so uh, hip-hop samples from everywhere. It's an encyclopedia of music and knowledge because of what's spoken about and people's experiences. So... I learned one of the things that I learned about hip hop was that I loved Indian music. Right. I didn't know that, but through hip hop, hip hop showed me that. What? I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to try not to send you on a tangent. Word. So, okay. When did you first experience Indian music and hip hop? Because I, I have a, a Eric, Eric B and Rakim paid in full remix is what I think of. But like, what what hip hop did you hear that really brought you? To Indian music. Okay, all right. So that's one of them, which is not Indian. Um, right. So which but, is Middle but, Eastern. But so is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. early on, it was it was that there was I think one of the remixes of um, you know um, pump up the volume. You know they sampled Iraq in, but uh, the Mars. Yeah, it's yeah, called yeah, Mars. Mars. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's uh, some pro- I think probably some Arabic samples pump, in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would try to um, sing it right now and completely just ruin it. Yeah, yeah, so I no, won't. But yeah. So. Um, <laughs> But those samples were some of the beginning. Like right. I just, like I, I get the chills thinking about it. Like, yeah, um, yeah. also just like the um, uh, hearing the call to prayer. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm trying to think what song. I don't know if it was Brand Nubian or whatever. Uh, mm. But mm. Uh, I can't, is that Allahu Akbar on the Allah? I'm not. I'm gonna, like yeah, it's that first be- beautiful. Like like I'm I am drawn to that sound. Right. Um, of I think of it as like a sound of the East. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Yeah. And it's not it's not just um, it's not specific um, uh, to the Arab worlds or to Egypt. Like it goes right. throughout Asia and right. and Africa, different parts of Africa, um, including places like Ethiopia and, and Eritrea and. Um, uh, and but not only that, into South America, like even like people like um, the most popular that people would know of was like the Gypsy Kings, right? Where right, right. it's not limited by the Western notation, right? Um, the notes bend and the scales are different, and um, mm. so I was just really drawn to that sound, right? And um, and so. It's not just Indian music, but that whole thing. It's like the, like and, you said, call to the east is a really great way to envelope all of it without disrespecting that's that's my best way to say it right yeah. right um and with that being said wow. there's songs that i started hearing like when i started practicing yoga in like the early 2000s right um so back to that like i started practicing to bring balance right and then i was hearing the music and i was just like i'd be in a yoga class and be like oh that's dope like mm. um and i had already been making tracks with right for Indian samples years. from old Indian records, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if you go back and listen to like mixtapes, like like Jata Beat was that like, one of the earlier well, J- ones? Well, Jata Beat was an album, right? But okay. Like yeah, if yeah. you go back to like Easy Street, for instance, right? Okay. You'll 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 hear instrumentation like sitar and um, and not only that, but just you know what the Western world calls world music. Right. I was deeply into that. I was right. deeply into music from Africa. And right. not only that, but things, indigenous instrumentation like the didgeridoo and, right. and stuff like that. Like just very strong draw that felt and feels like home to me. Right, right. So, um, so yeah, you could hear that on tapes that I did in the 90s. Right. Um, and then eventually start producing, you know, and 
what am I sampling? I'm sampling these little records I got. Right. And then the deeper I get into yoga, um, one of the th- one of the big draws for me with yoga was that it was a mind body discipline, mm-hmm. but and how strong the spiritual aspect was, and that it was a practice that acknowledges sound. There's mm. a, there's a yoga of sound, and not only that, but just om, yeah. you know, is is part of the practice and chanting and all that. So I I was hearing like. Like Om Namah Shivaya, like in yoga class, I'm like, wait, I have an old record with that on it. Mm. Like I didn't know I was listening to that type of stuff. Right. And um, uh, I couldn't afford to go to yoga. It, it was just, it was expensive for me even back then. Right. Especially doing these hundred dollar, two hundred dollar, right, yeah, three hundred dollar yeah. hip hop shows. Like, and um, so uh, the teacher was like, hey, if you DJ a class, uh, you could come for free. And every mm. time you DJ one, I'm going to give you a private lesson. So the combination of that and me seeing myself sitting cross-legged with turntables, right? that was all around the same time. So it was a manifestation that was also, it was coming out of me and it was also coming towards me from somewhere else. Right. And so <clears throat> I DJ my first yoga class. And What I'm year st- was that? What range? I'm a... Mm, I started practicing probably around 2001, 2002, Damn. maybe. Yeah. And then it was a couple years after that, I guess. Because um, I gave it some time. I really, um, I really was going slow with the practice, and I wasn't right. just going to jump in. So by the time I DJed a yoga class, I, I had an understanding of that I'm actually holding space uh, sonically. Right. And... and um, the respect was there. The respect was there, and also the knowledge of the arc of the class, right, and, and all right. that. And um, keep in mind, I'm still doing. I'm still. Yeah, touring. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at thinking 2001. Like we did Kelly oh, yeah. Common 2004, so we were around each other. Oh yeah, yeah. I was already practicing. Damn, yeah, yeah. So 2000. I should have inquired before, man. My hip flexors and my whole uh, my whole vibe would have been no, a whole no, different. But, no, but I remember having conversations with you back then. Yeah. Even, we we spoke about breath, we spoke about tantra, yeah. which a lot of yeah, people yeah, think yeah. a lot of people think is just as sexual, but right. uh, it's not. Yep. The, the tantric practice like hatha yoga yeah. is part of tantra. And what that the the very simple easy way to explain it is tantra is a way of living and acknowledging that you are in your body. Right. And you're on earth and you're here to experience that. Right. And um, that's the very simple mm. way. So hatha yoga, which is asana, which is the uh, the posture portion of yoga, mm. is, is a tantric practice. practice. Right. So, okay. But you would remember me probably seeing me sitting oh, dude, I, with I, my legs crossed I in the car. I remember the and, stretches you know, and the folds and just All like, the mudras. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I saw it, you know, and I just tied it to... Um, just your your call to consciousness, um, and it was through the the music you selected before the show, mm. um, the sounds that you chose for production, like you know, you know, and that's what's so cool is like I always when I came in to really get to know you, we were like, you know, the wise big homie. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then you would crack some funny ass joke that would snap <laughs> me out of it. That would remind me of the range. Like or, you don't yeah. lose goofy and silly and even sometimes crass yeah. as you attain more and more self-enlightenment yeah and we were kind of running parallels from different places mm-hmm. um on that and so it's really cool to see it um and as much as i've known you what you've said in the last 15 minutes is like oh yes <laughs> fuck <laughs> that's the truth i think a lot of people when they hear this who had Confusion or just not understanding yeah. or even maljudgment. Yeah, yeah. We'll go. It fully makes sense. It's linear. Word. Now, talk to me about the business side of it, because, like, for example, we've talked about when we're working for someone else, whether it's an artist mm-hmm. or a job, they're dictating our value mm-hmm. for the most part. We can negotiate, but yeah. they're dictating. It's their world. It's their business. It's their empire. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, we stepped out. Either forcefully or it was just your time i think i was kind of snapped out of it because my my management world like 
I was snapped. It was a sudden jar mm-hmm. at the height of momentum. Shit just came to an end as far as that with the, my main artist. Mm-hmm. So I just was jolted out of it. Yeah. And once I kind of came to, um, after the hurt and the anger, was the liberation mm-hmm. and rememberment of my value aside from that. And then I found lanes and very quickly I was like, oh, there's way more fruit on the trees for what I have to offer over here. Mm-hmm. And I was just compressed in this lane. Like I thought I was only worth whatever it was, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I just have to say this is um, going back to me uh, not being a follower. Yeah. Um, but knowing how to follow, like, you know, it's all good. Right. Like, just I just got to say that. Like, is um, I always looked at hip-hop as uh, innovative. Right. Expansive. Like, always... It as it alive and moving forward and just just creative, just stupid creative, like it's mm-hmm. amazing. And um, so me veering, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I've never left my hip hop path. Right. I just I roll with a, a a sonic machete. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I I saw a. a a jungle, you know, I saw a space that I wanted to explore um, on my hip-hop spaceship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And so I, I've just expanded what it is. Right. Because hip-hop has the capacity to do that. Right. And um, and what I mean partially is to not just talk to, and mind you, like, there's a lot of, there's a good handful of people who walk the walk of the deep knowledge they speak on. Right. And there's a lot that don't, right. but still speak deeply, and it makes you believe. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, whoa, I believe in you and and that, and I want to be into that. And then you learn, oh, like you meet, you might meet them or hang out, and you're like, oh, that's not the truth. But that just is what it is. Everybody's human, yep. so all good. But for me, I want to actually walk on that path. Right. That's why I got my my sonic machete to like I want to go that way. Right, right. So I'm gonna actually step into places where no one has ever stepped in with turntables before. Right, right. And so that's what I did. I've done that for hip hop. I've done that for me, and I'm a hip hopper. Right. Like, and I've done it through hip hop, whether hip hop realizes it or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and that that's as far as taking the. Um, that yoga, that mind-body discipline and going deep into it. Right. Not just personally, but with my music also. Right, right. So that's what, that's what I've done. And it was, uh, it was natural evolution for me, but mm-hmm. it also wasn't, it, that was not planned. It right, wasn't like right. I'm stepping away from hip-hop. It is more like I am walking the path of hip-hop with hip-hop right. into this because I can. Right. And so... Um, so there's that. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as the business and, um, and, and I think it's, it's beyond business. Um, I think it's, it's more of a creative thing and right. just the way right. we, we function in, in life. Um, but I'll speak about it from a business side is there's a great quote and it's something like, uh, uh, it's something like dream big or work for somebody who does. Right, right. And I wasn't necessarily thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of my own expansion and the change in hip hop that had happened and was happening, right. um, I am from the era that it is all one. When I started playing, like I'm DJing over here, I'm looking out at the room. There's circle, right, of, right. You know, groovers. You know, b boys doing their thing. You know, some of the rioters are hanging out over there. Right. You know, in their in their books. Uh, there's you know guys or girls dancing, whatever. It's as one. Yeah. As 90s goes on, goes on. We start to like veer. veer it starts so. to s- yeah. separate. Mm-hmm. The rapper, as always, is is put out in the front. Right. And. So there's a whole lot of rap music being made. Right. There starts to be b-boy events, which I which I DJed. Right. But they were really about mainly about dancing. Yep. 
it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's also separation. Yep. You know what I mean? There's DJ events. Right. That it's it's just a bunch of dudes scratching. Right. And a lot of these guys, they own 20 records. They're not actual DJs. Right. They're, they fit into the category of hip hop and turntablism and, and whatnot, but they're just scratching. They're not like really. They're more turntablists than specific than DJ DJs. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, and right. almost not even hip hoppers either. Right. Right. Which is a tri- part of the. It's a trippy thought, right? Yeah. 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 Like. It's the same with graffiti so artists. A lot of graffiti artists aren't, have nothing to do with hip hop. Right. So I watched hip hop go yeah. from if you show up at the club, you're a hip hopper, you take right. part in the culture. Yeah. To. Now there's fans of hip hop. Right. You like all con- kinds of genres, right? Um, and but you like this one artist who happens to be a hip hopper. Right, so watching right, right. all that change, um, there's disappointment to be had. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And and all of us have felt it who've, mm-hmm. who've been in it long enough. And you watch the crowd change. Oh, the crowd ain't, isn't vibing like right. the way they used to. And and that's a whole other hole I could jump into right. on on the whys and hows. Right. Um, but so it was all this change and it was just like if hip hop could do that and is going to do that right it's doing it within me but it's also going to do it outside of me I mean it's doing it outside of me right so I'm going to let it do it within me right and so I took it further into the the disciplines and the spirituality right and not only that but um, this is just like a little side note like um because you 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 brought it up is um i specifically like can get really silly and even crass and right. sarcastic right. with my jokes and stuff right. because i am most interested in learning right and i i've been on the put on a pedestal in 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 ways right and um in some situations and spiritually and whatnot, right? Um, where it's just like, nah, like I, I'm, I'm a student, right? And right, I want, right. and I want to be that. Don't, don't look up to me like that, right? And um, and I, I have a whole. That's a whole other. Yeah. that's a whole other podcast. Different podcast. Um, but um, it 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 does. It all leaks into business for me, right? And, so, and art because it is me. Well, it's woven. Like, I mean, it's totally woven. So I'm going to try to do my best at pinpointing the the last twenty minutes of this conversation. But <laughs> what <laughs> so, I will, hey, I apologize. No, this is great. This is great. This is dreads. I get. I've gotten. How many hours do you think we spent in the car in a hotel together? So much. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I I feel for the. For the people listening and just discovering you for the first time, or people who've seen you from afar, because there's so much. It's it's much. There's so much more to you than um, an hour, two hours can share. Word. So I hope they're curious to keep looking and listening. And um, but one thing I'll say about culturally, before we really pinpoint the to the business part of this that you're in now, is hip hop. When we grew in it, we're like second or third generation, right, from like the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. So we're still from the era where hip hop was created by music, by using music and sounds that were not labeled hip-hop yep. to make hip-hop. Straight up. Hip-hop was never made from hip-hop. Yep. So the curiosity of jazz and weird Swedish rock records and all the curiosity was built in us because our producers and DJs gathered sound and they curated the sound into one thing yeah. that then became hip-hop. But we watched as we were coming of age that hip-hop became hip-hop and it had to look a certain way had to sound a certain way and then it started getting more funneled and more tight and it was never like no hip-hop could be you just spinning only african rhythms over breakbeats yep and neither the breakbeat nor the african rhythm was in an aisle at the record store called hip-hop exactly and so i I could dig that and you wove it in great so now you were I'm going to try to say it as black and white as possible. You were DJing a lot for really amazing underground hip-hop artists. Yes. And th- those artists and that genre of our, of our richness of music, um, the attendance of the shows changed. And even when it was at its high day, heyday, it was still at finite compared to. So now you switched lanes, and now there's way more people at your events. So that's got to have a, mon- a positive monetary effect. 
right? Like a DJ gig at a hip hop show, an underground hip hop show opening for. It's uncomparable. Right. Yeah. So, how does, I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna, it's obvious how it benefits you because you can eat more and you can mm-hmm. pay more rent and can get an EV like we, we can be all like yeah. adults. But, like, just that, like, when you started getting paid in this world um, that you're in now, was there like this retrospective like light bulb moment? Like, oh man, like there's, I was over here for so long scraping for, and now I just had to just, just literally take what I've got and move a little bit to the left or to the right. And there's a whole nother like garden of just, you know. It, it, it may look like that, but it wasn't even close to that. Right. It went from. Because you were in the early, like you I were. I was, right. I'm, there was no. The, the pictures you see me post, they didn't exist before me. Mm-hmm. The turntables, you know, or whatever DJ gadgets, like they didn't exist before me. Right. I'm not saying that there was never a, a, a someone who DJed a yoga class. I'm right. not. I'm not saying that. I don't. I don't need to be the first. I'm right. fine. You know right. what I mean. With that being said, I'm the first, and this is through talking to a couple like people like Dumb Dumb Project who were in New York and right. and he was like we would DJ classes um, one of the guys from Dumb Dumb Project who was like like were some of the first guys in that world to put like hip hop beats under like mantra mm, okay. and um, uh, they were saying that like when we were DJing at Jiva Mukti in the 90s we would all practice and then we'd play like after the class mm. I was coming from a place of being a yoga practitioner and already had Indian uh, kind of remixes, mashups, stuff like that. Yep. Things with devotional music that I didn't realize was like devotional, like mantras. Right, and, right. You know, um, uh, so I was, okay, so there's that. Yeah, yep. Okay, so, but I'm coming into this as you know, people are like, oh, a DJ? Like, there's right. plenty of people who are like, that's weird. Like, why do you even need a DJ? Why yeah. would there right. even be a DJ for a yoga class? Right. The yoga right. and music thing wasn't what it is now. Right. I was, right. I'm one of those, I'm one of the people that paved that road. Like, help create value and, and relevance yeah. for a DJ and, at a yoga studio or an event? Yes. Between, yeah. yeah. Like, there, yeah. And then, whatever. That just is what it is. Right. But, the idea that it was popping and you know i just started getting paid and all that no right. but i did go in there i had to change a lot of minds right because people um a lot of people think dj they think electronic music right and oh i don't like that in there right. you know whatever right 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 it's just like uh, i don't do that yet right. like that's that's not me right uh you have to you know Listen and see. I've changed so many minds. Right. And I dealt with a lot of ignorant people. Right. And, and it was... My, my, my wife explained this. Um, Marty Nico, shout out, baby. Um, she was like... N- n- we were talking about it. This is a couple of years ago. She yeah. was like, it was a culture shock for you. She said, you might not... And I did realize it at the time. Right. But it's very different oh, yeah. going from underground hip-hop world um clubs all that to now djing uh one of the one of the first studios that i ever played at it was called exhale it's in venice Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's venice and there's a lot of dope shit about venice but there's still a lot of affluent you know yeah yeah white people right you know what i'm saying right right and like a lot of them were um and and not ex- and not exclusively, but like that's what a lot of the crowd was, right? And um and that's what a lot of the musicians were, right? And um, I just heard things different. I was coming from a different place, and I'm just like, I love the traditional Indian music and the other music, but like the new age kind of stuff. Um, just. It wasn't my thing. It felt right. it felt watered down right, from, right. from my experience and from what I was into. Also spiritually, as a Rasta man who right. um, may have a little bit more understanding of the sadhu, which is it's a very similar life. Right. Uh, 
the people oh, Sadu who, and Rasta. Sadu, yeah. It's right, be, okay. Um, and that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, not, I, I mean, just gonna, sprinkle it. Okay, so, sprinkle it in because so, it's important. I yeah, like it. Um, but uh, all all this being said, is I had to change a lot of minds, and there was a lot of ignorance wrapped up in it too. Um, uh, just levels, which again, probably another podcast. Yeah, but um, but so really quick, while you're, say, to, while you're saying that, you were telling me a story about a prominent figure who brought you in to possibly DJ their studio. Mm-hmm. And they were telling you that you were too deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, while you're explaining this, it's almost like that voice is telling you like, you're going into a place where you're way deeper with your appreciation, education, respect of the specifics of the, the culture movement of the music and its involvement. So you might have to, because you're going to come across, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It is interesting. Um, so with my respect for um, the practice, the, the, the postures, the right. asana practice, plus the mantra, everything, and um, my strong desire to learn, I, I, I t- did a yoga teacher training myself mm-hmm. and became certified and all that type of stuff. Again, all of this was just by natural evolution. Right. Um, the plan, though, was once I started doing it is um, to do it well, to do it respectfully, do it well, right. and to not let people dumb down what I do, to right. make it known that I am here and you will experience me in a very lovely, nice way right, <laughs> that right. will be like, I'm, I'm here and I'm not, it's not a fad. It's not a trend. Right. Um, I remember the first piece, one of the first pieces, um, there's a magazine called yoga journal. Mm-hmm. That was the top magazine for right. a yoga publication for years. Right. Um, they, they did, they done a couple very small pieces, but one of them they did was, it was a little picture. Yeah. Um, it was like I think it was under trends. Right. There's a DJ DJing yoga in LA or whatever. Right, and right. And it's just even all of those words put together. Yeah, is, it was yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, um, it's just whatever. Uh, yeah. And now, over however many years later, right. like I'm still doing my thing. Right. But all that being said, is I stuck to it. I stuck to my guns. Right. I I. I knew that there was another form of pain dues. Right. Um, I also knew that I was going to move. I don't know if quicker is, is the word, but I was going to navigate it differently. Just because I was You've old, got wisdom. You know, yeah. I, I had I had the experience, yeah. and um, and not only that, but uh, playing with musicians, right. uh, watching rooms. Right. I was already reading rooms You've and looking at that, bodies yeah. and and um and so all these things just became what it is. Right. And uh and yeah, like by two thousand nine, um I think I, I was in Brazil DJing a a yoga class. It was right. probably the biggest that I had DJing at that point. Right, right. It was at a festival in uh in Sao Paulo. And um there were whatever eight thousand people or something right, like that, right, yeah. and they were all doing yoga together. And um, and then not long after that came a festival called Wanderlust. Mm-hmm. That was their whole thing was music and yoga, right? Um, and they, even them, they didn't quite have it together, right? Uh, they had an idea because, like, they were coming from music, and then uh, like the wife or wives, girls, whatever, were. Right into yoga. Right. So they they started it but like they needed a lot of help. And right. they, they talk about pain dues and there was just all kinds of things and obstacles and right. things to get over. But it ended up being amazing and right. crazy influential um and uh, a a beautiful opportunity. Right. Um uh for everyone involved for the attendees and the whole situation. Right. And it got so big. Right. A lot of people wanted to copy. You know, it yeah. it ended up going somewhat globally all over North America. Yeah. Um, and uh, but the movement, um, and it, this was something that was going to happen. But they were 
at the forefront because they were. Right. But this was going to happen. Right, right. And just with the popularity as it grew, as it grew, because I was already in there right. and, and I had a deep love and respect for the whole thing, I Right. When, I the, grew when the tide with it. when the tide rose, it rose all the ships that were already involved. Yeah. And you went in like you're like it explained to us which is so just so dope. Um you went in with your machete, your b-boy machete, your sculptural machete, yeah, man. and you were carving this lane out, and you kept hacking through these forests, and you found some like-minded folks, and you guys started building, and you had to obviously do some explaining and educating um, sonically and just the whole culturally of what you're bringing and why it fits and how it fits. Yeah. Um, and it's very easy for someone to see, to look at your page now or just hear and just think that you just thought it was a cool marketing move to move to the left and now you're in front of 8,000 people. Mm -hmm. And so being able to give you the platform and to educate us on the process of this, that this is no different than what, you know, a cool Herc or, or any of them went through when they first started doing these things in small venues and trying to convince people it was worth having this here and why. Um, and so that without even talking about the nuts and bolts of the business explains, um, why, how, when, and the you know where it is now. Like you've earned that. You've earned the right to live a life that has slightly more income and more width um, for you and who you are and who you want to be now. And I think part of the lesson as we're wrapping this up is you know omnipotence. Like there's you know me. <laughs> we're sitting here talking about this and just we're like. Just you explaining your story and just, you know, me sharing my story little bits throughout this these episodes, right? Like it's I always spoke upon diversifying talents. Um and just not letting people shoot down your omnipotence. And that was a path I had to fight. Like you can't be a, ma a rapper and a manager. What are you doing skating while you're skaters can't make all this shit. Yep, yep. Um and it's because this is a perfect example, is like you may outgrow the lane you started in. You may outgrow the team that you that recruited you or drafted you or groomed you. Um, and if you allow yourself to keep growing, you will find the rest or the next chapter or the next episode of your existence that is ready to reward you for all the work you put in, which then makes you both appreciate those early days of doing these underground hip-hop shows and kind of paying dues or grinding it out or just really just being about culture first because it wasn't about monetary. It was, wasn't enough to go around. Yeah. But all that, when we apply it to these other realms and other places, um, there's just so much room for a greater level of reception, yeah. gratitude, and the rewards, currency, spiritually, gratitude, and monetarily. Yeah. So that is dope. And I'm glad we finally, we've been talking about doing this and, and sharing the story for a good amount of time. So I'm going to give you the mic. You know, if there's any closing things you want to say, um, any things you feel like you hadn't said, um, then go ahead and say it and otherwise let people know where to find you. Um, yeah, I, there's just so much to say. <laughs> I, I'm, I am a, I'm a lover of life and a lover of knowledge. And, um, and I, I just, you know, I appreciate everyone who listens to my music, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm humbled and honored by it still, and I love it as much as the day that I started, you know, like searching through record stores with the homies or, or by myself, whatever, like, um, just, it's, it's this thing for me that just keeps on inspiring me, and, and across the board, art, and, um, uh, I will continue to make all the music that I make, and that includes straight up hip hop. Right. I mean, it's the 20 year anniversary of the capture of sound. Right. Right. I'm gonna do a wow. remix record of that. Like, yeah. you know, um, and uh, yeah, ways you could find me: uh, DJ Drez on Instagram and DJDrez.com. Spell it. Yeah. Just D because you yeah, know, you know. D DJ D R E Z, and. Um, yeah, I have other names that, like that I use and like d do some a little uh, looking around oh, on Spotify. Some Easter eggs, like, and little cutties. Yeah, like like I go. Uh, I have another like um, project called Sound Ambassador. Right. Find that on on um, 
uh, Spotify and Good Crush. Right. That's more reggae dub kind of stuff. Right. And um, right. even I even put up an album under the name Doctor Easy, which has been my name for a long time. Right. Um, and uh, you know, yeah, find me if you want to say what's up or contact me somehow. And uh, I I still travel a lot and um, a lot. Yeah. And uh, be inspiring me. I'm like, man, I need to do more. <laughs> hey, it's you know, this it's all about finding the balance yeah. with all this stuff, right? Yeah. With with the art, with business, with health. I mean, there's yeah. we get into health and all that. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. And just like how human I am, you know. Right. right. And it's not all sweet. You know, and that's right. why my albums sound the way they do. So some people are like, "Whoa, you make some melancholy ash, <laughs> like some emo kind of." And you know, it goes yeah. all over the place. It's emotion, it's, it's life. It reflects life. And yeah. I think, you know, just all the magic that someone who's far from you or far from any, you know, person who seems who's seemingly living the life, quote unquote, doesn't understand the levels of work and just mining the balance, like you're saying of of work, of creation, of liberation, of family, of personal life, personal self-growth, child-raising, I mean, adulting. Yeah. Like, all of yeah. these things. We can't... The, the, the challenge of being an entrepreneur when you are an artist and you're trying to do business is you can't fully be Peter Pan all times. You yeah. have to... Sometimes you got to put on the glasses and just really be an adult. Straight up. Um, and that balance is super important. And these episodes are people who have managed that balance because I want to share um, you know some of the edutainment in the gyms I feel like we admire people for their art a lot more than we admire them for their the diligence to navigate turning it into a viable career mm. there's so much to be said um, and so I'm stoked I'm glad you came out and did this man when I start another podcast about culture and and music and i yeah. mean you know there's just so many yeah you know yeah. you know skateboarding hip-hop podcast i know all that stuff you know so but that's it man as i really appreciate it you are the first episode of arts empire season two can i say one thing you can say two things okay check this out <laughs> so he he got this this new rick rubin book sitting on on uh on the table here yeah and uh i i i went through it and um or like i i Listen to the audiobook. That's I enjoy audiobooks. Yep. Anyway, he he was talking about something about um, playing to play and playing to win. Right, and that's something that I something that I live by. That uh, I've never been competitive. Right, um, uh, a little bit here and there, like you know, for sure, but not like in the way that a lot of people are. Right. Um, even in skateboarding, like I didn't even have my trophies anymore. Like I tossed right. them a long time ago. Right. But like, um, I play to play. I don't play to win. Right. Meaning I am here to experience it. Right. And like and like be up in it. And um, and when it comes to art and business, there's just I think there's such a thing as oh my god. I, you know what? I'm going to stop talking because you know why? Because this is a, I'll go on and on. Yeah. I, I, but I do want to say this. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just cut myself yeah. off, guys. <laughs> Another day, we'll see what it, whatever. Yeah. If somebody asks a question, I want to say thank you for asking the questions that you ask and for um, for seeing what I do. I think it's cool, and I have yeah. always appreciated the way you navigate uh, the field. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, and it's our responsibility as b-boys hip-hop practitioners that as we expand to realms that would make our true hip-hop elders proud because we're taking it places where it was never before straight up um and then reciprocating that vibe gratitude education yeah each one teach one type stuff and it's important and um man that's what it is yeah hip-hop hip-hop is not everything and it also doesn't have boundaries so whatever that means to you take that with you art's <laughs> empire baby turn that art into an empire yeah. Yeah.
Dad's multiverse. Yes. Oh, 